Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me in the betters box at bangthebook.com's MLB betting podcast for Monday, May 4th. I'm your host, Adam Burke. This and every edition of the betters box presented by our friends over at DSI Sportsbook. BTB, the number 200, is that promo code. 100% deposit match bonus for the sportsbook. 100% deposit match bonus for the live casino at BetDSI. It's only a game until you bet it. Continued NFL coverage over at bangthebook.com right now. Hoping for that return of sports sooner rather than later. UFC 249 expected to go off here this weekend. So I'll be previewing that over at bangthebook.com. We'll have some more horse racing previews coming your way as well. As we get some more big races, some more stakes races, handicaps, stuff like that. Uh, We'll talk horse racing on tomorrow's edition of Bang the Book Radio with Brian Blessing, the host of Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline. And we'll also do some NASCAR. NASCAR expected to come back here uh, May 17th, I believe it is. Trying to do seven races in 11 days. We'll see if they can pull that off, but we'll preview all of the NASCAR races over at bangthebook.com. I don't know if they're doing Xfinity Series and all that as well, uh, but we'll definitely have all the Cup Series previews for you, and we'll do Xfinity Series as we're able to do that. So as far as today's edition of the show goes, no questions for the Monday Mailbag. Nada in that department. At Skating Tripods on Twitter, Adam at bangthebook.com, skatingtripods at gmail.com. If you ever have questions here for the Monday Mailbag, um, we'll be doing Monday, Tuesday, Thursday shows this week, Tuesday with Brian Blessing, as I just mentioned. Thursday, another edition of the Betters Box. So if you got any questions between now and then, go ahead and send them over, and I'll either do them on Thursday or I'll do them after the weekend here. But I figured with opening day coming up here tomorrow in the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization, figured I would talk some more about what my plans are with that. And in fact, I'm going to do a daily article over at bangthebook.com with some picks for the KBO, at least some thoughts. Obviously, I'm not going to have a pick on every game. I mean, look, I'm just trying to sort of navigate my way through this league. Obviously, I know some of the American-born, at least I know some of the foreign-born players in this league. Beyond that, I don't know a whole lot. Information kind of tough to come to. Uh, and also as well, you know, I, I was looking at some stuff from uh, from a Korean website and translating that with my Google Chrome browser. And it's legible. You can understand what they're saying. Uh, but, you know, certainly some things lost in translation here. So probably just going to make some really small bets on the KBO, probably 10, 15, $20 wagers, stuff like that just as I kind of get my sea legs here with this league, but with nothing else going on, I mean, why not? You know, we'll do something fun. We'll do something a little bit different over at bangthebook.com. Again, just going to be very uh, low-risk investments here. Not going to do anything crazy. Not going to go off the rails, but been doing a lot of research here over the last few days with the KBO, trying to familiarize myself uh, with some betting angles that we want to look at with some of the players that are out there. Stuff like that. So I'll pass that information on to you here on today's edition of the Betters Box. A few technical things first. Uh, Bet Online and Five Dimes, both with numbers for the KBO. Five Dimes was posted first, but those were 40 cent lines, both on side and total. So a very, very uh, difficult spot for us. You know, you got 40 cent lines. That's a little bit excessive to say the least. So they're not really willing to take on a whole lot of risk here in the KBO. 
as more people get interested in it. Then as I was finishing up the notes for the betters box today, BetOnline posted their KBO odds around 10 a.m. So games are starting at 1 a.m. Eastern time tonight. That's for opening day. For the most part, KBO games will be played around 5.30 a.m. Eastern time on weekends. It may be a little bit earlier than that. Uh, so with the time change, important for you to keep in mind that you know these games will be starting for the most part while you're sleeping or if you're a really early riser, you can catch the last few innings of these games. ESPN is going to show one KBO game per day. That just broke uh, right before I started recording the show today. So you'll have the opportunity to watch at least a game a day on ESPN. Uh, and of course, you know, you can find streams and, and things of that sort uh, out there for these games. But I wanted to sort of break down what my handicapping process is going to look like here for these games and break down these opening day games for you as well. And my thought is that in the afternoons, probably, I'll get something up over at bangthebook.com, looking at some KBO picks, some KBO game breakdowns, stuff like that. Again, I'm just starting out with this league. I know the personnel that has played in the major leagues or in the minor leagues, but for the most part, I don't know a lot of these players. I don't know any of these relievers virtually. So kind of going into this a little bit blind, but still going to do the work, still going to do the research. And again, it gives us something to do, something to stay a little bit sharp with uh, as far as baseball goes in hopes that Major League Baseball comes back around here sooner rather than later. But let's take a look here at the opening day games in the KBO. These are sorted by rotation number, and I believe all of them start at 1 a.m. Eastern time, uh, no matter what here for opening day. And I will tell you this, um, no offense to the Korean listeners that are out there, I apologize. I know I'm going to butcher some of these names as the season goes along here. So I do apologize for that. Hopefully I'm at least getting the team names right. Uh, if there are any, uh, you know, corrections with the pronunciations that you want to pass over to me at skating tripods on Twitter, believe me, I don't mind. Um, you know, again, just trying to kind of find my way through this league here. And we'll sort of see how everything plays out a little bit. But the first game by rotation number on the board here is the Kiwoom Heroes. They are minus 135 against the Kia Tigers, plus 115 on the take back there. Jeff Brigham gets the start here for Kiwoom. This is his fourth season, and he's improved every year in the KBO. Good last 10 starts to finish last season. Did have an increased walk rate last year, but that lowered later in the season. And I would anticipate... As I talked about on last Thursday's show, you know, there was a de-juicing of the baseball. 2017-2018, very big for power output. 2019, a substantial, very substantial decrease in home runs. So my guess is with some of the adjustments to the baseball, the pitchers probably noticed them, whether consciously or subconsciously. So I imagine there was kind of a learning curve early on in the season Probably why we saw the strikeout rate down last year, even though the run rates were down as much as they were. Pitchers probably kind of figuring some things out probably later in the year, getting more accustomed to that new baseball. So Brigham was a guy that did have an increased walk rate last year, but over his last 10 starts, it was much lower. So it would seem to me that throughout the course of the season that the pitchers kind of made some adjustments here uh, with the different baseball. On the mound for Kia in this one, Hung 
Hyun John Yong. Oh, boy. Already we're off to a great start here uh, with these Korean names. Again, I do apologize for this. Hyun John Yang is the starting pitcher here for Kia. Low walk rates the last three years. Very, very good numbers over his career. 3.75 ERA in 1,813 and two-thirds innings pitched. The home run decrease really helped him. He allowed 21 home runs in 2018, over 184 and a third innings. He allowed six home runs in 184 and two-thirds innings last year. For Yang here, one of the highest paid pitchers I've seen in this league, making uh, over $2 million uh, in the American equivalent per year. So this is a guy that's very, very good. Now, last year didn't have a lot of help, didn't have a lot of support. Not a great offensive team for the Tigers. Not a great bullpen either. But seems like he's a really, really solid starting pitcher overall. Total in this game is 8.5. Again, you've got Kiwum, who was the best offense in the league last year by .31 runs per game. You've got them as the road favorite here at minus 135. But again, one of the things I've talked about is that with pitchers that have major league experience, my starting point is the under. If you've got two of those guys in one game, I'm kind of starting with the under there. And Yang is about as close as you can get to a major leaguer uh, with the guys that are currently, you know, Korean-born that are playing in the KBO. So eight and a half, the under, maybe the look here in this one. Although one of the big things here early on to consider is that like Major League Baseball, you know, the KBO didn't go through a traditional lead up to the season. They only played six preseason games. Starting pitchers were capped around four innings or so, four or five innings. So a lot of these starting pitchers are not stretched out. So that makes, that adds another degree of difficulty to trying to handicap the KBO here. And to this point, I haven't seen any first five lines. Maybe because there's going to be an increased demand for KBO betting options, we could see some first five lines. For now, we don't have those, though. So early on in the process here, that's something you definitely want to consider in your handicapping. So again, Kiwo minus 135 in that game, uh, plus 115 on the take back for Kia, and the total 8.5 in that one. Not really a whole lot to say about this next game here. Between the Lotta Giants at plus 105 with Dan Straley on the mound and the KT Wiz minus 125, with Odrissimer Despagne on the bump. Two MLB guys here, total of nine in this game. Now, again, like I just said, guys with Major League experience, typically the starting point would be the under, but Straley and Despagne, both first-year guys here in the KBO. So that's a little bit concerning. You've got this adjustment period. Obviously, you don't have fans in the stands for these games, but you've got this adjustment period, sort of trying to figure out what works, what doesn't, how the game is different from the major league game or even the minor league game in AAA. So Straley and Despagne do have a little bit of a learning curve here in this one. One thing to point out about the KT Wiz here, in fact, we have seen a little bit of a line move on Straley and the Giants, is that the KT Wiz do not have, I don't think they have any left-handed pitchers. Maybe they only have one on the roster and this is a league that does have a lot of left-handed batters in it. So the Wiz are going to face a lot of platoon disadvantages in a lot of their games here at the outset of the season. So 
Maybe that benefits the Giants. Maybe a reason why we're seeing some money come in on them. Also, the Giants, who were one of, I believe, actually the worst team in the KBO last year. Very good article this morning over at The Athletic by Eno Saris and Patrick Mooney about what the Giants are doing. They're fully embracing sabermetrics, player development. They sent some pitchers to driveline baseball. Dan Straley is a guy that's been at driveline baseball. So the lot the Giants are doing a lot of stuff here with advanced metrics, with sabermetrics, stuff like that. And as you know, those are teams I really like on the Major League Baseball side because they're going to make improvements at the margins. They're going to improve with the guys that they have in-house so long as everybody buys in. Now, with this being the first year of that transition for the Giants and being a very unconventional season as well, I'm not sure how much I'll buy into it for right now, but you've got a guy in Dan Straley who you know knows how to pitch, is a driveline type of guy. Same thing for Despagne here. So I'm going to be watching the Giants very closely. I don't know how much activity I'll have on them early on in the season because they were so bad last year, but they will be a team I'll be watching for improvement as this KBO season goes along. The Doosan Bears generally one of the better teams here in this league. They are minus 160 against the LG Twins, the Twins plus 140 on the take back there. Raul Alcantara getting the start for Doosan. You've got Wu Chan Cha getting the start here for the Twins. Alcantara's a guy last year, first year in the KBO coming over from you know the uh, the North American ranks, I believe. 4.01 ERA, which is not very good in this league and not very good last year relative to the run environment. But Angel Sanchez is a guy that I looked at. He was one of the top pitchers in the KBO last year. He's now moved on to Japan to play in the uh, Nippon Professional Baseball League. But his first year was marginal, wasn't great. His second year was really, really good. So maybe Alcantara winds up being a guy like that Only 27 walks in 172 and two-thirds innings last year. He was with KT Wiz last season. Now goes over to Doosan with Cha for the Twins here. 412 ERA and 168 and a third innings pitched. Has some walk issues for him. And Doosan led the league last year in on-base percentage. So this one is very chalky with Doosan, the minus 160 favorite. But I do like them here. And again... That is a pretty big price to lay, total of eight and a half in that one. But Alcantara's a guy, and maybe, again, this could be an angle here of second-year guys in the KBO, maybe seeing a big increase. And furthermore, like I've talked about before, because of the offensive context of this league, because you don't have a lot of high strikeout rates, whip is probably going to be a pretty big angle here, and that's walks and hits, per inning pitched, that's going to be a big angle. And a guy like Cha, who's pitching for the Twins here today, walk issues. And Doosan is a good offensive team already. You give good offensive teams more chances, more often than not, they're going to come away with the wins. So there is a method to the madness here, why Doosan is such a big favorite at minus 160. And again, I do like this one based on how I'm kind of starting to come up with a very simple handicap of this league in that Cha has walk issues, Alcantara doesn't. And that may just end up being a deciding factor here in some of these games, just because, again, 
you get a lot of base runners, you get a lot of traffic, and you don't get a whole lot of strikeouts. The NC Dinos, they're minus 145 against the Samsung Lions with plus 125 on the take back there. Drew Rasinski gets the start for the Dinos today. 3.05 ERA and 177 and a third innings pitched last season. One of the better pitchers in the KBO. A guy that you know didn't really do a ton on the North American side, but winds up going over to Korea and being very, very good. Jung Hun back getting the start here for the Lions. 4.24 ERA was actually the lowest of his career, so that's not a great sign for him. Only 82 strikeouts, 56 walks, and 157 innings of work. Total of eight and a half here in this one. Rasinski, much better of a starting pitcher than back. So, again, starting pitchers, much like they do in Major League Baseball, are going to dictate a lot of these lines here in the KBO, especially early on as we get some more interest as the odds makers try to find their way here a little bit in this league as well. One more game, there are only 10 teams in the KBO, so a maximum of five games per day, although they are going to do some double headers because they are condensing the schedule a little bit. I'll talk about that in a minute. But the Hanwha Eagles, they're plus 120, sending former Detroit Tigers farmhand Warwick Sawpold to the mound against SK Wyverns. They're minus 140 with Nick Kingham on the mound. Two American-born starting pitchers here, total of eight and a half. Once again, the under, kind of a starting point. Like that game, though, with Straley and Despagne, two first-time guys over in the KBO. So a little bit of a learning curve for them. Again, I still look towards the under with two American-born starting pitchers. And like I said, I'm betting maybe 10 bucks a game on this stuff, you know, until I get my bearings, until I get some more information. By and large, a learning exercise. For those that really want to gamble, bet, the limits over at Bet Online. 250 on sides and totals in the early uh, in the early stages of these odds maybe throughout the day that could end up going up a little bit more but as a general rule here's how I'm going to look to handicap these and like I said I wish there were first five lines because the bullpens are a major unknown mykbostats.com going to be a great resource for you because in fact you can put together a stat comparison of the starting pitchers. It'll say compare today's starters or compare tomorrow's starters, whatever it says there. And you can put in the names of the two starters and then compare them side by side. And again, it's it's the basic statistics for the most part, you know, runs, earned runs, hits, innings pitch, strikeouts, walks, stuff like that. But at least it gives you a starting point and you can make some inferences at that point in time. Like I said about the Dinos and Lions game today, Rasinski had great numbers last year. The starter for the Lions, very low strikeout rate and gave up some walks. So right there, Rasinski gets a big nod for me. And then maybe I can go and look at the strength of the lineup, stuff like that. But again, these are going to have to be very basic handicaps. I have seen some advanced stats out there. They come from a site called KB Report, but it's all in Korean and in the season preview stuff, and they don't put tables into their articles, they copy and paste images. So Google can translate the text, but Google can't translate the tables. So I was kind of using my better judgment. You can see ERA and FIP in some of them. I'm kind of trying to use my better judgment, figuring out what the column headings actually were. 
But KB Report does track things like war. It has FIP. It does K per nine and walks per nine. Um, you know, so there are a handful of advanced metrics out there for the KBO. Not a whole lot. And again, some of this information a little bit difficult to obtain and digest. But mykbostats.com will be a great resource for you. Looking at the stats here, kind of overall, and I was looking at a listing, a ranking of the team bullpens on KB Report, sort of trying to break that stuff down. For the most part here, it seems like a lot of bullpens are pretty effective. You know, in the KBO, you get a lot of weird arm angles. You get a lot of submariners and side armors. You get a lot of guys that, you know, throw different types of pitches, palm balls, fork balls, stuff like that. So a lot of these guys probably do induce a lot of weak contact. On the whole, there's not a whole lot of velocity in the KBO, but one of the things I kept seeing highlighted in these bullpen rankings were guys that threw harder. There were guys that threw in the 140, maybe up into the 150 kilometer per hour range. So guys that threw a little bit harder. And I presume, based on what I'm kind of looking at here, that velocity is a difficult thing for a lot of these hitters. And a lot of these pitchers that come over from North America or Latin America are guys that are going to throw 92, 93, 94. And a lot of these KBO domestic players don't throw that hard. So that was kind of the thing that I was sort of picking up on here with these bullpens. A lot of weird arm angles, a lot of matchup guys, and some guys that do throw a little bit harder. So the bullpen ranks from this KB Report article, number one, the Kiwoom Heroes, tied for second, the Doosan Bears, and SK Wyverns. And there were some concerns about SK because some of their relievers have had to been converted to starting pitchers because of some losses in their rotation. So SK may be a bullpen that drops back a little bit. Tied for fourth were the LG Twins and the Samsung Lions. The Samsung Lions bring back Sung Hwan Oh, who had a, a few good years with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, also pitched a couple years with the Colorado Rockies. He's back now in the KBO. Tied for sixth with the Kia Tigers and the NC Dinos. The Kia Tigers had a young bullpen last year, so maybe that's a bullpen that does get a little bit better as the season goes along. Also tied for sixth, the KT Wiz. And as I mentioned already, one of the concerns I kept reading about was that the KT Wiz don't have a lot of left-handed pitchers. So they're going to have these platoon advantages working against them in a lot of their games. That could end up being a pretty big problem for them. Ninth were the Hanwha Eagles, who just had bad numbers across the board. And 10th were the Lotta Giants. One left-handed pitcher for them, limited upside. But again, as I talked about already, they're a team really diving into sabermetrics, biometrics on the pitching side, stuff like that. So we'll see if they start to make some improvements as the year goes along. Something else I was reading about here and why bullpens are very important. It was kind of a poorly translated article that Google spit out for me from the KB report. But one of the things that they kept talking about with the strengths of the starting rotations is that a lot of fourth and fifth starters around the league are just not good. So this may be something to watch here to see how the totals are adjusted from games with the front end starting pitchers and the back of the rotation types of guys. So try to follow along with that. When you're getting the foreign born pitchers 
And a lot of times the foreign-born guys are at the front of the rotations for these teams. When you start getting the domestic starters, a lot of those guys apparently aren't very good. So we'll see how these totals are adjusted where, you know, today you've got, I think, four of the five games at eight and a half. You've got one game at nine. When we get into, you know, Thursday and Friday, and we get the fourth and fifth, well, Friday, excuse me, Saturday, and we get the fourth and fifth starting pitchers going, how are those totals adjusted? You know, are they nine and a half or 10? Or are they sitting there in this eight and a half, nine range, just based on the full body of work? So we may have the opportunity when the fourth and fifth starters are going to get some good opportunities to bet overs. And especially as we get deeper into the season, as hitters get their timing down, stuff like that. Those may be things that we want to take a very close look at with the fourth and fifth starters. Now, one of the other deductions I've kind of made here uh, from this league is I've sort of deduced that defense matters a lot because, again, you don't have a whole lot of strikeouts in this league. So I also read a KB report article or had it translated anyway about the best defensive teams in this league. Tied for number one, the NC Dinos, who apparently have the best catcher and Aaron Alter will be playing in center field. They like that defensive upgrade there. The NC Dinos and the Doosan Bears tied for first. Doosan, the best defensive team from last year. Tied for third, the LG Twins, who are said to have a very good shortstop and a very good outfield defense. And the Samsung Lions, who bring over Tyler Saladino, who can play a lot of different positions. So the Lions can sort of look at their defensive setup and decide to put Saladino where they think he'll be the best. The KT Wiz and the Kiwoom Heroes were tied for fifth. Uh, The Wiz, not a great outfield, and the Heroes weak at third base. The more I kind of look at this, the more I sort of think that the Wiz are a bet against team here. They They were an expansion team a few years ago. They had their best record last season, but it seems like they're still really trying to build up a lot of things. They had a lackluster bullpen last year. They've got a lot of platoon disadvantages because they don't have left handed pitchers. Now I read they're not very good in terms of outfield defense which means doubles. It means triples in a league like this. So the Wiz may be a fade team here, kind of overall, based on what I'm sort of reading and what I'm sort of inferring here from this league. SK and the Giants tied for seventh defensively. SK apparently with a good outfield, but not so good up the middle, shortstop, second base, and with catchers. The Giants have a lot of new players, a lot of new personnel, They also had a low-caught stealing percentage last year. The Hanwha Eagles tied for ninth with the Kia Tigers. The Tigers were second in errors last year, which I thought was kind of funny. They were translated as team mistakes. Uh, That was funny. But the Hanwha Eagles are said to have a bad outfield, and apparently outfield defense is very important in their ballpark. So that may be a consideration here as well. If we sort of look at some of these pitcher-batted ball types, if we get some more statistics and hopefully, and you know, look, a site like Fangraphs, right? They're out there stumping for memberships, talking about how they're losing money on advertising rates, stuff like that. And I understand it. A lot of websites are, why not try to get some of this KBO data? Why not become the hub for KBO coverage right now and keep that up? Because the KBO is going to get a much larger fan base here because we don't have any other baseball going on except for Taiwan, and that's a much, much smaller league. If I'm Fangraphs, I'm going all in 
to cover the KBO, to be the you know the the predominant site for KBO statistics. That's what I'm trying to do. I, I mean, you know, in, increase traffic any way you can. It seems like it's worth it to me. The the you know the baseball community, the Sarametric community, will start looking at this stuff because there's nothing else to do. I don't know. I digress. Anyway, so just sort of how I would break down, you know, one of these games here I'm kind of looking at, uh, the NC Dinos today and the Samsung Lions, that matchup between Rasinski and Beck. Last year, Rasinski, fewer home runs allowed in 20.1 more innings pitched. His whip, 0.18 lower than Beck's. Like I said, I think whip is going to be a big stat in the KBO. Remember, it's a low strikeout environment, more base runners, higher frequency of run scoring opportunities. If you can cash those in, you're going to have success. I think if you get a lot of those chances, you probably have a lot more success. And again, this is just kind of common sense handicapping, sort of talking my way through it. But Rasinski does a better job limiting hits and limiting walks. And with the low home run numbers here in this league, you've got to manufacture runs a lot more. It's why we see a lot more uh, sack bunts, why we see a lot more stolen bases last year, stuff like that. Teams have to manufacture innings. And in order to manufacture innings, you've got to get base runners. This isn't going to be blooping a blast like it is in the big leagues. It's just not going to happen that way unless the baseball reverts back to 2017, 2018. And I don't think that's going to be the case. Also, Rasinski, 11 fewer walks in 20.1 more innings, 37 more strikeouts. Rasinski's K per nine wasn't great. It was better than backs, to say the least. But the fewer walks in more innings pitched. That seems to matter a lot here in this league. So I'll put together an article over at bangthebook.com. Going to try to do this. Going to try to see how it goes. No promises, no guarantees. Again, I'm going to be betting you know, 10, 20 bucks a game on this stuff at most. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it plays out. But again, it'll give us something to do here while we wait for Major League Baseball and the other sports to come back. Admittedly, again, a league I've never capped. I don't have advanced knowledge on. I'm going to butcher some names here on the show, but I'll do the best with it that I can. And who knows, maybe we'll become kind of a little bit of a niche for some KBO handicapping and betting over at bangthebook.com. Some KBO news and notes that I've kind of picked up on a little bit here as I've sort of been going through uh, preparing for the season. You know, I mentioned the impact of the foreign-born pitchers. Adrian Sampson, who was signed by the lot, the Giants, he's home here in the U.S. with his, I think it's in the U.S., with his sick father. We got a mandatory quarantine in South Korea as well. So it will be a while before Adrian Sampson actually pitches in any games here in the KBO Tyler Wilson and Casey Kelly, a couple of North American guys for the LG Twins, they're out because they're still fulfilling the mandatory quarantine. Now, that could be a situation. They're out for this series here only. That could be a situation where, depending on how LG sets up their rotation, they could have some really favorable and advantageous matchups against the Korean domestic-born pitchers here later in the week once they're off of quarantine. So, That will be something to watch. Maybe we can steal a couple of winners when Tyler Wilson and Casey Kelly are ready to go. I mentioned that Hanwha, their park, is apparently very important for outfield defense. Doosan is said to have the best pitcher's park in this league, and Doosan was among the best offenses last year. So 
They've got a pitcher's park, but they hit very well. Again, they led the league in on base percentage last year. Doosan, it just seems like they're set up for success pretty much year in and year out. Something that will be very difficult here at the outset of the KBO season, I believe I mentioned this in passing already, very short preseason. Teams played about six games, only playing teams in their region. Starters were very limited, not stretched out at all. Could be high variance here in the KBO to start out with a lot of bullpen games. And like I said, primarily by and large, as I was looking through those bullpen charts over at KB Report, a lot of guys seem to be average or better as relievers. There weren't a lot of guys that were just downright awful. And again, a lot of this probably because you've got these quirky arm angles and you've got a lot of matchup guys. You've got some more velocity. Seems like relievers are pretty reliable overall, being average or better or so. So the teams that get leads early on, based on kind of how I'm looking at this, probably do pretty well. So with that in mind, a lot of emphasis on the starting pitchers will be the MO here for the KBO. Uh, The Heroes lost Jerry Sands to the NPB. They did sign Taylor Motter who kind of bounced around the minor leagues, was a pretty highly thought-of prospect at one point in time. But Kiwum was far and away the best offense last year, again, by about .3 runs per game. But they lose Jerry Sands to Japan, so we'll see how their offense kind of drops a little bit. And like I said, the compressed schedule. They're trying to play all 144 games, and they're going to, generally speaking, Mondays are an off day in the KBO. They're going to have to play some Mondays. They're going to have to play some doubleheaders. They're not having an all-star game and an all-star break. Uh, So there are some worries. There is a World Baseball Classic scheduled for next year. And the Olympics, of course, getting pushed back from 2020 to 2021. So there are some pitching concerns about injuries as the season plays out and going into next year as well. So let's try to follow that as much as we possibly can. A couple of resources here. Dan Kurtz on Twitter at MyKBO will be a good resource for you to keep an eye on. He also posts a lot of uh, English language, South Korean baseball stories from the Yonhop News Agency. So that'll be very good for you to follow at MyKBO, M-Y-K-B-O. And then KB Report, like I said, translated to English, the text is mostly legible. The images don't translate in Google. So that's kind of tough. There's like some cartoons and some tables that show some stats, stuff like that. Again, you can make some inferences based on the numbers. You know, just sort of having a frame of reference for the league. You can figure out ERA and FIP are are just labeled as is because I don't think there's a Korean translation for those. But like K per nine, walks per nine, war, stuff like that. Um, you know, you can kind of figure out what those are with those images. So, yeah, we're going to give this the old college try here with the KBO over at bangthebook.com. I'll write up an article today. And I'll cover it on the betters box, you know, just trying to uh, trying to conquer a different market here, trying to keep ourselves busy with Major League Baseball still on hiatus. I hope everybody out there is doing well. Uh, I will send out these notes today. I know I've got a few uh, shows I'm kind of backlogged on selling, sending out the notes for. I will be doing that for those that are on the mailing list. I apologize for not getting those out in a more timely manner. Uh, but again, if you want to bet on the KBO, BetOnline is going to be the place to do it. Go to bangthebook.com. Look at our sportsbook review for BetOnline. Sign up through us. We get you know an affiliate piece of that. 
and it would certainly help us with you know not a whole lot going on. We would greatly appreciate that. But Bet Online's got the best odds for the KBO that I see right now. So if you want to dabble in the KBO, pick up an account over at Bet Online. Sign up through Bang the Book. You'll get the exclusive promo code and deposit bonus that we've got. Uh, then also you'll be helping us out a little bit. Uh, but again, we're going to give this the old college try, see how it goes here with the KBO and with some handicapping. And again, I'll try to do a daily write-up over at bangthebook.com. They will not be anywhere near as labor-intensive as my MLB articles, but try to find a starting point. We'll try to find a way to see if we can make a little bit of money or at the very least, you know, just kind of uh, occupy ourselves for a little bit here while we wait for the other sports to come back. Coming up on our Tuesday edition of Bang the Book Radio, we'll chat some horse racing with Brian Blessing. Uh, We'll just kind of talk. You know, we'll maybe talk about the return of NASCAR. We'll talk about uh, some of these charity golf matchups coming up. I saw Rory and DJ going to be playing against Ricky Fowler and Matt Wolf. Uh, Hopefully we get some more of those. Those would be great. We could talk about those a little bit. Um, You know, we'll just kind of pass the time as best we can here at bangthebook.com, on Bang the Book Radio, and, of course, on the betters box as well. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And remember that you'll never strike out when you're in the betters box.